All right, um, we're going to dive in this morning, um, and I'm going to be sharing a message on how to be led by the Spirit. I was reading in my devotion time this week, and I found this scripture, and God has really laid on my heart to begin to speak on the Holy Spirit begin to speak a little deeper into areas where we really need uh, to focus on. Because a lot of people ask me, Pastor, how can I be led by the Spirit? How can I hear the voice of God? I really like it, I titled it that, hearing the voice of God. Uh, because when you're led by the Spirit, you're going to hear God's voice. Or when you hear God's voice, you're going to be led by the Spirit. And so basically when I say that, it's, it's hearing God's voice as well. And so... Um, God has really laid on my heart this message, and, I, and I'm building it around in numbers that I, as I read, um, but many people, they'll ask, they'll say, they'll say, how can I be led by the Spirit? You know, how can I hear God's voice? And let me tell you something, in the day and hour we live in right now, we need to hear God's voice, and we need to be led by the Spirit, because trust me, there's a lot of people being led by a lot of spirits that's not God's spirits. There's a lot of voices people are hearing that's not God's voices. And, and trust me, right now, we need to hear the voice of God. We need to be led by the Spirit more now than ever. And I'm going to show you how we can do that this morning, as God showed me. And so I'm going to take you here to Numbers. It's found in the book of uh, 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 in Numbers chapter 9, uh, verses 15 through 23. And it's actually where the cloud had covered the tabernacle. And this cloud actually covered the children of Israel in the desert. And I want, again, with that in mind, the title in mind, How to Be Led by the Spirit, I want you to catch this. And by the way, this cloud represents the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, okay? So let's go ahead and read it, and and, and let's pull this out and, and see what God has to share with us this morning on how we can be led by the Spirit. Numbers 9, verses 15, 23. On the day that the tabernacle was set up, The cloud covered it, but from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern at night. The cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. And we'll come back in just a moment. I'll explain why it's fire and why it's a cloud. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. Did you catch that? They would follow this. And by the way, people will say that the cloud followed them. That's not true. They followed the cloud. Wherever the cloud went, they followed it. And wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for a few days. So the people would stay for only a few days as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud would stay only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped 
or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. Now, did you all just catch what I just read? This whole entire chapter is about guidance, is about the Lord guiding the children of Israel where he wanted them to go. That didn't matter. And now, now here's what I'm learning in life. I may have put this up here. God doesn't need decision makers. God needs hearers. You know why? Because God is the decision maker. We are not the decision makers. And if you noticed about this story, what I just caught as I was reading it this week, I realized that the children of Israel did not make one decision. God made every decision for them. Doesn't it sound like that's the way we need to be in the United States and in our world today? The problem with the world is, is that we got too many decision makers making decisions for God. And they're getting it wrong. God's the one who made all their decision. And another thing, as I was reading this, I realized that they were in the middle of a desert. No water, no food. They were at the complete uh, uh, hand of God. If God was not there, they would have died. As a matter of fact, even at nighttime, if you read it, in that desert, it would get extremely cold. And this is the reason why that cloud would turn into a fire. It would keep the children of Israel from freezing to death. And then in the daytime, they would burn up from the heat, and this is what the cloud was for, to cover them. How many of you have ever been in a very hot day in the summertime, and then all of a sudden, a big old cloud would come over and, and, and close up, you know, cover the sun up, and you get a cool breeze. Doesn't it feel good? I mean, this is what God was doing. But they did not make one decision. And the thing about this cloud was, is they never could figure it out. This cloud would go wherever it wanted to go. And if it wanted to move, a day, you know, it to get settled, and then it moved, they'd have to keep on moving. They had no clue where this cloud was going. Wherever that it wanted to go, it went wherever it wanted to go. And so what I began to realize was, is this, because this cloud represents the Holy Spirit. When God's moving, we need to get moving with it. But when God stops, we need to stop. And then we just stay until he begins to move. And as I read this and as I studied, I realized that, that, that this cloud guided them in three ways. And I'm going to try to explain it the best I can as God gave it to me this week. But he guided them in three ways as, as this cloud was guiding them. And this is the three things that, that I got. The first one was it was their witness. It was their witness. This cloud was guiding them as a witness. Now, a witness was as it moved, it would show them where to go. And it would show them where to stay. It was an outward witness. And really today, the Holy Spirit's living inside of us. It's our inward witness. It begins to tell us, okay, don't do this, do this. Go here, don't go there. Or to buy this house, don't buy that. You know what I'm saying? It's an inward witness. Because this cloud on the outside for them represents what the Holy Spirit is for us today. But it was their witness. And the second thing and how it guided them was it was the voice of God. God spoke through this cloud into Moses, giving Moses specific instructions on what to tell the children of Israel to do. And another thing that I've learned from this, and I don't know if you caught it or not, but the closer that they stayed to the cloud, the clearer they were able to hear the voice of God. You want to know why people can't hear the voice of God? They're walking too far away from the Holy Spirit. They're not staying close to the cloud. They're not staying close to what God, how God wants to lead them. 
But when you get away from that, you get in trouble. And so this is the reason why you'll always hear me say to you, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't shy away from that. Don't back away from that from goofiness because that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. If you shy away from the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to be led by the Spirit and you definitely will be able to hear the Spirit because the closer they stay to the Holy Spirit, this cloud that represents the Spirit of God, the clearer they were able to hear the voice of God. I don't know who you are. God's ministering you right now. Somebody right now, you're like, oh my goodness. No wonder I am not hearing the voice of God. And so that's the second way. The first way was, it was their witness. It told them to go here and there. And that secondly, it was the voice of God. God spoke through this cloud. And the third thing that I caught was this. It spoke through the prophets. In other words, this cloud also spoke into the prophets through dreams and visions. And as, as the... As the as, the, as this cloud would begin to give them the dreams and the vision, they begin to prophesy to the people. As a matter of fact, the children of Israel got so frustrated, there were 70 of them, 70 elders that was prophets, and, and the children of Israel got frustrated because they kept prophesying them, giving them directions on what to do. So they went and they complained to Moses, and they told Moses, they said, all these, these guys are keep prophesying to us. Would you please get a handle on this? And Moses said, listen to me. I, I, I wish that all of you would prophesy for heaven's sakes. That's my passion, is that all of us would prophesy. So we all need to, as a matter of fact, if you just go back a few, a few verses on this, you'll find this scripture where this cloud did this. Now watch, in Numbers 12, verses 6, he said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions, and I speak to them in dreams. So, so, so this is what this cloud was doing. It was guiding them as a witness. It was guiding them as, as God's voice would speak through the cloud. And it also guided them through the prophets. And, and, and they would, this cloud would minister to prophets and give them dreams and visions. This is how God guided them. And, and by the way, I want to say this because um, it's a message for another day, for another time. But a prophecy in the Old Testament was direction, was for direction, okay? So in other words, when someone prophesied over you, they were going to give you direction. But now today in the New Testament, when someone prophesies over you, it's for confirmation. In other words, it's when you're, so you ever had someone prophesy over you here or any place else, it, you should feel this confirmation that God is confirming something in your spirit that you've been praying about, that you've been asking God about, or that you've been believing God for, but it is confirmation. But this is how God guided them. Now, I can only imagine how frustrating the, the wives were. Think about this. Because this cloud, it would settle for an overnight. And again, they didn't know when it was going to move. They did, and, and sometimes it stayed for an entire year. No one ever knew when the cloud was going to move or stay. All they did was follow it. And so they would get from one place to the next place, and then they'd start unloading their wagons, unloading everything, and start setting up and going, okay, we're going to stay here. And, and could you imagine, ladies, you get all the dishes done, get everything set to it. Oh, the cloud's moving, moving. Oh, are you kidding me? You got to get, hold on. And trust me, it wouldn't wait for you. See, when the Holy Spirit's moving, you got to move, church. And this is what was happening. And so as it moves, you've got to get up and get it, pick it up and move as well. And so um, let me put this truth up there. Put this truth up. When God moves, we have to move with him. 
we got to stop hanging on to the good old days, church. And this is what happens to us. We want to hang on to the good. We want to keep singing the old songs. We want we want to keep hanging on to the good old days. I got news for you. God's got some better days ahead for us because if we keep hanging on to that, he's going to take off and leave us. Cuz it's always different. It's always fresh. It's always new. Don't get caught in a rut. Listen to him. don't get comfortable with this church. God, we may be buying it all, and God say, you know, five months from now, a big corporation come in and, and give us $10 million for it, and we get to go build whatever we want, another piece, another piece of land. Amen. So let's not get so comfortable. You know, maybe Dave and Denise, they, they decide they want to change songs and never sing that song again. It's okay, because we're, we're going forward. We're not going backwards. Amen. So we can't keep hanging on to the good old days. They were wonderful. They were great. But God is constantly moving, man. We got to get our furniture packed up and let's keep on moving. Let's don't get comfortable. Because God's got some better days ahead of us. And I believe that. So this is how God guided them. He guided them those three ways. As a witness and, and, and through the voice of God. And through these prophets, this cloud would be used. And it was God speaking through this cloud, okay? It's the Holy Spirit. And so if we're going to hear the voice of God, and if we're going to ever be led by the Spirit, there's three things that, that God really put in my heart to share with you. So simple, so practical, but I want you to get it this morning, okay? So this, by the way, this is fresh off the press just this week. Everybody know that. <laughs> so let's see how it goes. The first thing God gave me, if we're going to be led by the Spirit, and if you're struggling hearing the voice of God, number one, be still and listen. Be still and listen. You guys are com- uncomfortable right now. Just means being not saying nothing, because we always got to be doing something. And you know, one thing, I, one thing I'm learning is, man, we're, we got to constantly go to our phone. We got to constantly go to our phone. You know, many people, they don't know how to hear the voice of God. They don't know how to be led by the Spirit. It's because they, they do not stop long enough and listen to what God has to say for them. Let me give, show you this scripture here. I like what it says in Psalms. Psalms 37, verses 23. The steps of a good man are ordered. In other words, he's speaking, telling you. He's speaking it to you, are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. Now, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about this, the steps and the stops, too. The steps where he wants you to go and the stops where he doesn't want you to go are ordered by him. But we can't be ordered if we're not listening, if we're not stopping and listening. We have to stop and listen for the voice of God. And God will tell us when to go. God will tell us when to stop. God will tell us how to get there. And God will tell us when to come back. This is the way God will do it. In Psalms 37, verses 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. We have a problem in this area right here in the world, don't we? People are just way too busy. I don't have time. This is the reason why I love that app that John Eldridge has has right now. It's called the Pause app. It forces you to stop. And how many of you downloaded that Pause app yet? You've done it? Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. It's a little odd. It's weird. You know why? Because we're not used to it. When you get used to it, it, because he's forcing you to stop. He's forced to take, a, take, take one minute, take three minutes. You can pick whichever one you want. But, but this is what I'm talking about. We have to be still and listen to what God is telling us. God only speaks in the calm. 
He only speaks in the calm. And what I mean by that is when you're calm. When you're chaotic, when you're mad, he's not going to, he's only going to speak. Now, he'll speak in the storm. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But he only speaks in the calm. And are you being calm when you're faced with crazy stuff? You know, I guarantee you today that there are some of you, and I, I bet, now I'm not a betting guy, I'm not even supposed to bet, but here's what, I, here's what I guess, is that there are some of you today, it is impossible for you to go from the beginning of this service to the end of this service without looking at your phone. You got to figure what's going on TikTok. You got to figure what's going on Instagram. You got to figure out who's posting something on Facebook. You got to figure, look, we got to, we can't pause long enough to hear the voice of God. See, God can only speak in the calm. When you're calmed, when you're relaxed, you got to calm in the middle of the storm. Let me get a little digging a little deeper. Sometimes we just need to turn off those devices. In Psalms 46 verses 10, he says, be still. All through the scripture, be still and know that I am God. What did Moses do when he was faced with that big Red Sea, when he had two million Israelites behind him, leading him into safety? What, 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 what do you think he went through? And, and, and Pharaoh's army was coming at them. They were faced with the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army's behind him. He's got two million people. What do you think he did? He did exactly what God told him to do. He said, I want you to tell the people, be quiet, calm down. Could you imagine like, oh my gosh, what could happen? It's like COVID all over again. Out there in the middle of the desert, people panicking. Oh, you got your mask on? No, you got, did you get your, did you get your shot? Did you get, oh my God, they're coming right now. Oh, did you get all this stuff done? Uh, think about it. That's what we just went through. God can't speak whenever you're constantly, ah. watch. Watch what he says in Exodus 14, verse 13. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still. Uh, Moses, like, we got, like, an army coming at us. Uh, we got a sea in front of us. Are you kidding me? No, he's listening to God, not anyone else. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. This is the word that God gave me as we were going through the pandemic. Be still, son. Listen to me. You'll make it, but I can't speak to you if you get constantly chaotic and you get caught up in what everybody else is doing. And you know what? I almost did that. I almost, I, I went, man, the elders were looking at me. They didn't know if I was going to make it or not. It was bad. It was the worst season of my life because I, I got so, you know what I got angry the most at is people. They were just mean. They got mean. Did they get mean to you too? I mean, you're like in Walmart, do it, mind your own business. They get cussed up because you just stood in front of them. I'm sorry. You know, and they're, and they're, you're driving down the road. You get cut. They, they're just on edge. Everybody's on edge. Again, we just found out that the whole entire airlines, 550 people complained, got irate and had to, they had to turn the planes around in the air just to go land. And you know what? You know, DJ, you thank God you do UPS, baby. Or you, you, you're like, you don't have anybody on your plane. Those packages don't say one word. <laughs> He's like over smiling from ear to ear. Hallelujah. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be going American Airlines. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen to me. We got to calm down and listen. He said, calm down and you'll see the salvation. 
I'll speak to you. I'll show you what to do. But I can't speak, and you will not be led by the Spirit as long as you live in this chaotic mess. In the middle of the chaos, God will speak if you just stand still and listen. How many of you remember the chaos that God brought to Elijah? Remember that? I mean, he was there, and God wanted to make a point. I believe that's all what this was about. He wanted to make a point to see if Elijah was going to stand still and listen to him, or was he going to panic? Now watch what happens. I'm going to read it to you. It's, it's just amazing. In 1 Kings 19, verses 11 through 13, then he said, this to Elijah, God speaking to him, go out and what? Stand on the mountain before the Lord. He didn't tell him to move. He didn't tell me, I want you to stand on the mountain of the Lord. Now, this is the way God is. He's got a great sense of humor. Now, he's going to start trying to, try to get Elijah's attention, trying to get him to see what kind of man he is. Now, watch what happens. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. What's that about? Y'all been faced with some storms? How are you going to respond? Watch now. And broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake. Okay, now, I want you to stand. Don't you move. Have you ever seen a dog? Don't you move. You stay right there. We got a a dog named Zeller, or not Zeller, but Tex. And it's Nathan's dog. Coolest dog ever. Smart as it can be. I go, bang. He goes, falls over and lays there. He, I, don't you move. He'll get his head up. Don't you move. He'll go up back down. <laughs> it's kind of what I felt like God's doing to Elijah here. Don't you move. Or you're not getting this treat. <laughs> but the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. Oh, my goodness. Run for your lives. But the Lord was not in the fire. Now watch. And after the fire, as long as you stand still... You're going to be able to feel the presence of God. You're going to be able to hear my voice, a still, small voice. A still, small voice. I don't know who this is for this morning, but there are some of you, you're in the biggest storm of your life. And all you're doing is you're looking at the earthquake, you're looking at the wind, and you're looking at the fire, and God says, hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 look at me. Be still. I got this. But we're like a chicken with our, in a chicken coop with a fox after us, man. And then we're just running. Listen to me. We got a God who's got it all under control. And he wants to speak to us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to lead us and guide us in the still small voice. And man, I'm I'm so glad I I heard that voice through the pandemic because he began to speak to me after I settled down. I said, God, I don't want to do this anymore. These are mean people. They're mean to me. I didn't do anything to them, God. I love them and they're still mean to me. (laughs) Were you all there? But in that still small voice, In that still, small voice, he says, son, I got this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They're scared to death. All they're seeing and all they're looking at is the storm. They're not looking to me. But I called you to lead them. The same as I called Moses. 
and you got to stand there in front of the Red Sea now, son, and you got to say, be still, everybody. God's got this under control, and he did, and God parted the waters, and we're all sitting here today, amen, when we walk through on safe, dry ground. Isn't that good? And I like what David said in Psalms 23, verses 1 and 2, and this is where God wants to bring us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. All we have to do is be still and listen. But if we're not letting God lead us by still waters, we're not hearing the voice of God, and we're definitely not being led by the Holy Spirit. You won't hear his voice. And so number one, God brought it out to me, is that you got to be still and listen. Be still and listen. Shut everything off. Be still and listen. And it's awkward, though. It is so awkward. I could just say here, and, and like, just, this, this takes just one minute. And I'm not saying a word. And I want you to feel it. It's awkward to you because we're not used to it. But I want you to close your eyes and just think of Jesus for just a moment. that good? Then I feel good. Well, I hope you were thinking about Jesus because that's my next point. The second point is fix your mind on God. When your eyes was closed and you were just taking a moment there, were you thinking about everything you had to do this week? Oh my gosh, I got to pay this bill, that bill, this bill. Oh my goodness, I got to do this, I got to do that. That's not fixing your mind on God. When he says, stand still, be quiet, and wait on the Lord, now I want you to fix your mind on God. In Romans chapter 8, verses 6, it says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death. And while you were thinking, were you thinking about things of the flesh? Were you thinking about things you had to do? Or were you here? But to set the mind on the spirit is what? Is life and peace. And this is why most marriages struggle today, if you want to be honest, because they're thinking about everything but God. They're trying to think of the, all kinds of stuff. And they're not asking God for any, any, any opinions, what he thinks. They're, they're just going, they're, they're like in this storm. And this is why people make bad decisions, because they never talk to God. They never stop, and they don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. You've got to be, and the way you make good decisions is when you're being led by the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, directing you. The same way the children of Israel, they followed the Spirit. It told them when to go. It told them when to stop. The same way the Holy Spirit living inside of us, it's going to tell us when to go and when to stop. It's going to tell you when to be quiet when you're talking to your spouse and when to, be, when to talk. <laughs> and most of the time, be quiet. Just be quiet and listen, guys. And just do what she says just for a little bit, you know, die, take her to the mall, whatever it takes, you know. You don't always have to be the hero. You don't always have to have the last word, ladies, both of you, all of you. <laughs> but we make bad decisions because we don't think about God. We think about ourselves. 
So how can you hear God's voice if your mind's not thinking about God? If your mind's thinking about everything else, it's not thinking about God. Let me read you some scriptures on this now. Hebrews 3 verses 1. Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. How about this one? Philippians 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If Christ thinks, I want to think like him. I want to act like him. I want to be, I want to, I want to wear that glove like you talked about this morning, brother. I, 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 want, I want to be like Christ the best that I can. You know, and, and when I smile at you, I'm smiling at you because that's what Christ does to me. God, I, I, as I feel Christ loves me, cares about me, is there for me, I'm going to treat you the same way he treats me. And so if you ever hear a nasty word come out of my mouth, I definitely wasn't from God. Just smack me as hard as you want because it's un- unacceptable. No matter how I feel. No ma- Man, when I was going through cancer, I'd walk in there going, <laughs> how you guys doing? Man, I was buying them Christmas gifts. So I love you. I love you. And they're in their intercom because when I'm in there in that radiation room, that I was laying on a table and I couldn't move. They strapped me down. I'm like laying there and they're going, they're just, just blasting away at me. And they're in there on a microphone. Are you okay, Mr. Satterley? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I'm, that's all I could do. I couldn't. They got this thing in my mouth. And then they'll say this over the intercom. They go, Pastor Satterley, my husband and I had a bad argument. <laughs> Would you mind talking to me after your treatment today? <laughs> Seriously. One of the football players, I forget his name. I, I, today, I wish I'd remember his name. From, from the Cincinnati Bengals was in there. He had prostate cancer. Talk about a grown man coming to his knees. And listen to me, it's not funny. Because let me tell you something, cancer's real. Some people don't survive. And I can't explain why not. But you know what? But while you're going through it, you could have a great attitude. And you know, Teresa's sitting here today, and Cecil went through that. And he's with Jesus today. But you know what? That man, he had the greatest attitude, didn't he, Teresa? He held the faith no matter what. And if he did anything, he showed people how to go through it. Yes. And when we get to heaven, we're going to rejoice with him. He's in a great place. But you know what? But you don't have to have an old sour attitude when you're going through a tragedy. And I'm like, yeah. And I would get up over there, and I would, I would encourage that big old football player. He goes, I'm scared. I said, I know you're scared, son. I mean, he's like three times my size. I'm like looking at him, grown man. I'm like, it's okay, boy. It's okay. You'll be okay. He's crying. It's bringing him to his knees. I said, God's going to bring us through this, okay? Let's just keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's just leave it in his hands where the outcome's going to be the outcome. And you just keep encouraging people. But listen, let this mind be in you. Let this attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let's keep reading now. Psalms 1, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. In other words, always thinking about everything but godly things. But, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What is the law? The law is the word of God. And what is the word of God? It's him. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This is God. When you're thinking about God, and in his law or in God, he meditates day and night. We got to stop and take daily pauses. 
Take time. When's the last time you paused and meditated on God? And by the way, meditation was not created for the world. Meditation was created by God for God. We don't meditate on the trees. We don't meditate for the sun. We don't meditate for nature. No. We meditate on the one who created all that we're trying to meditate. No, you, cre- you meditate on the one, on the creator who created it all. That's who I'm going to meditate on because he's the one who's going to lead me. He's going to be the one who's going to guide me, and he's going to be the one who speaks to me as I go through this. So number one, if we're going to be led by the Spirit and we're going to hear the voice of God, what do we need to do? Be still and listen. Disconnect. Shut things down. Take a pause. Number two, fix your mind on God. Think about godly things. And by the way, Think about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, all those things. Think on those things. Why? Because that's the fruit of the Spirit. That's God. That's his nature. Think about the good things, not the bad things. Well, you, when I say think about God, I'm talking about all his natures, his, 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 his character, who he is. He's love. He's kind. He's good. He's gentle. He's meek. He's loving. You understand? You think about those, those things. My God is a loving God. My God is the God of, I'm, so, I'm going to serve, you know who my God, my God, Don, is, is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's who my God is. My God is the God who, 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 who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego through that fiery furnace. That's my God. That's the God I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve the God who closed the mouths of the lions for Daniel in that den. That's my God. My God is the God who took the children of Israel across the Red Sea and parted the water. That's my God. That's the God I'm going to serve. Amen. That's my God. That's who I'm going to serve. We've got to fix our mind on God. And the third way, the third way is yield to the Spirit. What does that mean? Stop. Yield to the Spirit. What, what do you do? You yield. You stop. You yield. You slow down. You listen. Okay, what are you trying to get me to know, God? When you yield to the Spirit, you'll be filled with the Spirit. But if you yield to lust, you'll be filled with lust. Whatever you yield to is what you're going to be filled to and filled with. Amen. But we have to yield to the Spirit. And by the way, when you yield to the Spirit, it gives you an inward witness. And what I mean by that, again, the children of Israel's witness was physical. It was outward. That cloud showed them to move and to stay. Move and and to stay. Now, please get this. Today, that cloud is living in here now. It's called the Holy Spirit. And whenever you yield to the Spirit, it's going to give me witness inside of my spirit. Go here, not there. Preach this, not this. Amen. Do this, not that. Has that ever happened to you? Has that, think about, has that ever happened to you? Now, I remember back when I was in Greenwood, Indiana, there was a couple that I was counseling, and they wanted to get married. A young girl, she was a Christian, and I never met her boyfriend, and she, she said, will you marry us? I said, well, I, I'm going to have to counsel you first. Let, let's get in the counseling, and I'll make my decision. And so he comes in, and I looked at him and said, young man, do you believe in Jesus? Is Jesus is your Savior? He says, no, I don't believe in God. I said, you don't believe in God at all? He says, no. And I said, well, I'm done. I'm done. I said, look, the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. And listen to me, young lady. I love you. I will not marry you to this man. 
And they got all upset and huffy and left my office and said, I can't believe you tell me. I'm telling my dad. He knows you, Pastor Gary, and he's going to call you. And sure enough, I got a phone call from her daddy. He said, Pastor Gary, I want to know why you're not going to marry these children. I said, because, son, are you blind? That boy don't even know God if he was in a room. He, 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 he's renouncing God. He don't want anything to do with God. And the Bible specifically says don't be unequally yoked. I'm not going to be accountable for putting these two together. God has called me to make sure that people are equally yoked. And if I offend you, that's sorbet. I'm not going to marry you, okay? If, you want, if one's not a believer. And so he said, well, okay. And guess what? They ended up getting married. Guess what? Nine months later, I got a phone call from that father. I said, why wouldn't you make me listen to you? <laughs> that man abused my baby girl physically over and over I mean, it, we had to get the police involved, everything, just to get this guy away from her. Why wouldn't you make me listen to you? I just didn't say a word. But listen, what, what told me not to marry them? Just because I was having a good day? It's called the Holy Spirit. And listen to me, when you get in your car, and if you're staying close to the cloud, the clearer you're going to hear God's voice. And he just might tell you, go this way and not that way. And don't you fuss with him. You just do it. You'll never know on this side of heaven what he was protecting you from. There's, I can't tell you countless times that God would make me go a detour or, or he would pull me off in the road and we'd have to get off early and I needed gas while we were traveling, going down the highway. And as I pull off, then we'd get back on the highway. We'd go a few miles down the road and there was a tragedy that happened right there. Now, you can believe what you want, but I believe it's called the Holy Spirit talking to me, leading me, and guiding me into making right decisions for my life, church. And God can speak to you. God can speak to you of your children. God can speak to you of your workplace. God can speak to you, and he can lead you and guide you. But listen, he will not be able, you will not be able to hear his voice if you stay away from the cloud, if you keep moving away from it. But the closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the more you'll hear, hear that still, small voice. Yield to the Spirit, you'll be filled with the Spirit. Listen to what it says in 1 John 5, 9, and 10. Pastor David, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Isn't that good? For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. That day when I was counseling that couple, the witness of God living in me looked at that young lady and warned her, don't marry this guy. And I warned her, Daddy, don't let your daughter marry this guy. But because they couldn't hear the voice of God, because they were not walking in the Spirit of God, they were on their own, making their own decisions like we're seeing today. Why is it important that you are led by the Holy Spirit, church. Why is it important that we hear the voice of God? Because we're not capable of making the right decisions on our own. The children of Israel couldn't do it. God made every decision for them. That whole entire chapter was about guiding them. Man, I tell you what, I love my life so much better as long as God's in control and I'm not. Because <laughs> I can mess it up. I get so frustrated the world we live in is so far away from God and so dark. They don't, gotta, they don't have a clue who God is. That's why everybody's fighting 
over when they make a mistake, they want someone to fix it for them. They don't want to accept the responsibility. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's my body. It's my choice. And I know that's, that's awful. Maybe some of you, 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 you're there. But you know what? Well, then make the right choice then. Make the right choice. Be responsible. And when you make a mistake, don't try to, don't try to brush under. No, it's, no, you made that mistake. Now you have to have the consequence. No, we just want to just, and that, we do that with everything. Well, I want to go out and kill somebody. Well, it was my choice. I want to kill somebody. That means I don't have to have any consequence for that. I just want to shoot somebody. It's my, it's my body. I want to do what I want to do with it. No, it's not. It's called a consequence comes with that. But no one wants responsibility. No one wants God to make the decisions for them. We're not capable of making right decisions on our own. That's why we got to hear the voice of God. That's why we got to be led by the Spirit. And when you're led by the Spirit and you hear the voice of God, He will teach you and train you and guide you how to make the right decisions. Amen. Again, I, I tell people all the time, I don't have to tell you what's right and wrong. Stay close to the cloud. <laughs> you catch that? Stay close to the cloud. He'll tell you. I won't need to tell you. If everybody just do, but they won't. We live in a world where I'm not even going to give God control of my life. I'm going to do it on my own. That's being led by the Spirit. You know, when we bought this church, you know what we bought this church on? And uh-uh. That's why you're sitting here. Uh-uh. <laughs> Let me explain it to you. We was going to buy this church, and I tried to find a bank to loan, it, loan us the money. And God kept saying, uh-uh. And I kept trying to find a bank to loan us the money. God said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I said, can you get a little more specific with me, God? And he shared. He said, I want you to talk to the owners. They'll finance it for you. But God held off and would not let a bank find it. I'm sure if I kept looking long enough, I'm sure I'd found a bank to finance it for like whatever percentage rate. But God said, uh-uh. And I went to the owners, and we financed this building, what you're setting in, on a two-year contract for 2% interest. And we paid for it quickly and just I paid them off, you know, in, in just a half, you know, it's like a, a year and a half. And then we went and refinanced everything else. You know, we, we got to a place where I didn't pay them off. We, we got to a place where we can refinance at a year and a half later. And we, we here we are because of a uh-uh. Because I heard God's voice. All of our lives. You know, we, we bought a trailer when, when I was getting ready to do ministry. When we were, Valerie, you were at the church in 7th Street Church of God. That was called 7th Street, right? We were going to be the music pastor and youth pastors there. You were there and all your boys. You were little bitty. They were just babies. And uh, you remember that. And here we come popping in there, bebopping in there. And uh, my wife, we, 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 we were in the corporate world. We, we were doing great. Wonderful. But we accepted the position to be the youth pastors at this church for $18,000 a year. Woohoo! <laughs> and then about three weeks after we got hired, half the church split because they got an argument about something, and then my salary went down to $7,000. But anyway, <laughs> you remember that? You stayed. You, we all stayed. We weathered the storm. But anyway, but, but my wife said, honey, we're good. I got us a home. And she got me from the office there, and I went down the road with her, and, and it, was a, it was a trailer park. 
I never lived in a trailer. I said, okay, it's okay. I was looking at some nice ones. I said, okay, it's doable. We can do this. It's good. And I saw some real beautiful nice ones. She said, I said, that it? She said, no, that's not it. Is that it? No, that's not it. And I looked right in front of us, and it had just been pulled in. It had a flat tire leaning like that. She said, that's it right there. That's our new home. Okay. We bought that trailer for $15,000. We lived in it for five years and sold it for $25,000. How's that supposed to happen? All because we heard the voice of God to go and be youth pastors of this church. And God was faithful. Week over and over and over and over how God will lead us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14. Or no, 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 no. Let's go here. Romans 8, verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Let's keep reading. These are good. In John 16, verse 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes into you, into your life, that cloud coming in, that witness, he will witness. He will guide you into all truth. You won't need me to tell you. He will do it for you. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 14. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that comes from the Spirit. That's where we live in. God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. You see, by us being filled with the Spirit and us being led by the Spirit, we see things that the world can't see. That's what gets us into trouble. That's what makes us look like enemies to people. No, we're just love God. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. Now, if you just stay with God's plan, and it, it works out a whole lot better. Amen. Amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people or those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. You know what that's saying? I said this once before. You've got someone living inside of you that knows everything about everything, and we just need to get to know the one who knows everything about everything, and he'll tell you everything you need to know, when you need to know it, and how to get there, and when to get there, and when to stop, and when to go, because he knows everything about everything. When you yield to the Spirit, you'll be filled with the Spirit. That's how you walk in the Spirit. That's how you hear the voice of God. Be still and listen. Fix your mind on God. Yield to the Spirit. Be filled with Him because the closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the closer you get to that cloud, the clearer that you are going to hear the voice of God. You're going to run and say, Pastor Gary, I've been hearing God's voice all week long because I've been staying close to Him. Amen. You know what God told me to do this week, Pastor Gary? Oh my goodness gracious. God told told me to do this. Oh my goodness, Pastor. God told me to. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Every week reports on what God is telling you to do because you're staying close to the cloud. You're not close anymore. You're saying, I'm going to let that cloud come in, come on in and lead me and guide me and direct me and love me. Man, you're never going to feel greater love, no greater love in, in all times than when the Holy Spirit comes into your life. When I got saved at 15 years old, we were talking about this in, in our staff meeting Tuesday, Dave. When I got saved, my life was changed. Amen. It was like a drug 
nothing can compare to. And after I got saved, you know the reason why I know that? It's because after I got saved, I had a true encounter with God, man. I mean, it was real. I mean, this cloud came in. And so all my buddies didn't get saved. And they just said, hey, PG. It wasn't PG. Then it was just G. Hey, G. Hey, uh, uh, why don't you go party with us? And so I would go and I'd try to drink a little bit. I'd try to do this a little bit. You know, I even tried to, yeah, you're a pastor. I even smoked pot. Yeah, I tried it. I've come clean. Dear God, forgive me. Forgive me, Father, in Jesus' name. I'm so sorry. 17, 18 years old. I tried it, okay? And I didn't like it because all I want to do is eat. And I didn't like it. It didn't do anything for me. And then right here, listen to me closely. Listen, listen, listen. Get your mind back on me. Listen. But here's my point. Everything I tried made me sick because nothing could compare to what God did for me. When you experience a real, true, genuine God, you, you can try all the drugs in the world, honey. It's not going to satisfy you like the one who's living inside of you. That's why I get confused why people keep running back to that stuff. Man, you need to have a come to Jesus moment, man. You need to let that cloud just begin to be resident and live inside of you. And it will begin to be a witness on what to do and what not to do. You'll be miserable. Yeah, I was so miserable. I just gave it. Okay, God, I'm yours. What do you want me to do? Okay, I want you to be in a minute. And here we are. After all those years, we're still doing it, pal. Still doing it. Amen. Didn't give up. Has it been easy? No. Have we had trouble? Yes. But the Holy Spirit's always been there with me, leading in God. He said, come on, be still, listen to me. You'll get through it. You'll make it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you this morning. God wants to live in you. You're his home. Let him come in and stay close to him. And you'll hear his voice. And that still, small voice, he'll start talking. You go, oh, there he is. I hear it. There it is. Don't shy away from the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit, church. Whatever that is, to be filled. Hey, every day, God, fill me with your Spirit. Every day, God, fill me again, God. God, fill me again, God. Fill me with your Spirit. I want to stay close to you. I want to stay close to that cloud. Amen. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your power. I want to thank you, God, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.